Welcome back to the Screens and Kids podcast. Today we are on part two of our conversation with Charity Paranzini from the America Unchained Project. If you haven't listened to part one, I would suggest you go back because it is just such a, such a great buildup of human trafficking, um, the definitions. So we dive into part I, well, two Well, I'm today. just saying most people don't realize uh, that you when you consume pornography, you are complicit in human trafficking because 90 more or more percent of the people who are on those sites, that was against their will. Mm, that is jarring statistics you're giving us. Mm-hmm. I think even age 18 sounds like way up there. Like, yes. I feel like they're just being exposed earlier. Then where are they finding our boys, our kids, our girls on gaming platform? Is it algorithms? Mail, chat rooms? Absolutely. All of the above. So, so the the ga- the problem with the gaming platforms is they can easily be groomed there because again they think this is another teenager playing a game online, and then they'll a lot of these groomers will be very like they'll even they're like the name they name themselves you know one two three four go or whatever they give themselves mm-hmm. as their avatar, they will name their avatar something very sexual, mm-hmm. and they'll just pop in. Like, it's not like you can kick them out right away. You should be able to, but it takes time and all that. And then what those kids have read is, you know, very crude sexual terms as this avatar. And then if they don't kick them out, they'll start like gentle conversations. And eventually they'll just start saying, you know, just naughty jokes or this or that. And they're they're just trying to quote, read the room. And then they, then they, again, they think this is their friend, but but that's a grooming process too. Getting a child comfortable with sexual innuendo, getting a child comfortable with sexual jokes, talking about body parts in very crude ways, that is actually a gateway to being groomed as well. But mm-hmm. YouTube, for example, YouTube takes whatever you look at or whatever you search for, mm-hmm. and it tries to guess your age, your sex, your gender, and your interests. My son was on there with his grandpa when he was I honestly think he was like nine Mm -hmm. and I was in the room and my innocent, sweet father-in-law was looking up shark week videos. Okay. He typed in shark week because my son had this question about animals. He's like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen this video on shark week? Mm -hmm. My father-in-law loves discovery channel. So he looked up shark week. Well, this assumed male of a certain age. So in the suggestion column next to the video, because he, he hadn't clicked on the video to make it big yet, was uh, a Shark Week video, something else, and then the rest was soft porn. Mm -hmm. It was shots of women's exposed, very unnaturally large breasts and and just like little tags. And it was essentially, YouTube's full of soft porn. And it was, and my son actually covered his eyes. And I had never taught him to cover his eyes, but something made him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law looked over like, what's wrong, buddy? And then he saw and he was like, oh my gosh. And he got out of there really quick. But that it's as simple as getting on YouTube and your 16-year-old son doing a search for something that 16-year-old boys like. And YouTube, all those creators of the soft porn have had to do is go hashtag Shark Week, mm-hmm. hashtag guitar lessons, hashtag asking a girl out on a date, hashtag whatever. And they hashtag whatever they want and it ties into uh, a search. So it's very difficult to, to forever keep your child safe from these things. But so we have to have the conversation of if this happens, this is what we do. If this happens, Mm -hmm. slam the thing down, ask mom, you're not in trouble. 
You didn't do anything wrong. I actually had a friend who who called me, yeah, and her and her son had who was a teenager had been on Snapchat. Now okay. she had waited and waited to get their son's smartphones, and she had waited even longer to put them on social media. These are good parents, loving parents, and their kids are really re- have a really good relationship with them. She calls me and she says, "I don't know what to do. My son has been he t- he." He thought he knew this person. And again, friend of a friend is a stranger. Mm-hmm. He thought he knew this person. They were getting to know each other in Snapchat. I don't know how it all works, but apparently they were doing something really risky. And he took a, you know, my words, not hers. Right. I'll show you yours. You show me mine picture. Mm-hmm. And the person on the other end screen grabbed it, kept it and said, give me $300 or I'm sending this to everybody know. And you're a good little, you know, you're, you're known as the good kid. You're known as this, you're on this and I'll send it to your teachers. And he's, and this person was able to prove they had these people's profiles that they could send it on Instagram. Cause it's pretty easy to see who you're connected to. Well, this kid started to panic, mm. didn't send him any more pictures, but sent him money that he had. Like he didn't have a lot of money. He said, that's mm. not enough. Send me more. Well, she called me because her son had woken them up because he couldn't sleep and he was scared. And he comes to mom and dad after hours of being embarrassed and ashamed and terrified. And oh my gosh, my parents are going to kill me. And I'm so bad. This is terrible. I'm a terrible person. And I said, two things. Let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to call law enforcement. You're going to do this. You're, you know, and of course, wipe your phone of all social media. Do not make contact with this person anymore. Mm -hmm. And they were able, he was the son that had screen grabbed the information But then the person threatened him again, and he believed it, and he was scared. And he went to his parents. I said, and then I need you to hear what I'm saying. Mm. Well done, mom. And she was very confused. (laughs) I said, you have created a safe home Yes. where your son has said to you, I'm scared. I did something wrong. This person's threatening me. I did something bad. I shouldn't have done it. I'm really sorry, but I need help. Yeah. And he, and her her husband took the day off, took him out, just loved their son and talked him through it and just said, we're all going to make mistakes. This is normal to, to take the risky behavior. All of us want novelty. That our mm-hmm. The adolescent brain, and we will, this is a whole other show I won't go into, but this mm-hmm. is part of the training series I'm making called Unbreaking the Brain. The adolescent brain. First of all, puberty is not a disease. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just an awkward part of life we've all had to go through. Right. But it's not a disease. And this adolescent brain, on one hand, is amazing. It's yeah. pliable. It's never-ending creatively. But the sabotage we've created in our culture are these darn screens. Mm. And these algorithms and these programmers, a lot of them don't have empathy for your child. It's literally not how they're wired. So I don't want them to all be these villains, but they don't have the empathy of what if a child gets addicted? What if a child gets this? What if a child's introduced to a predator? They don't They don't even think about that because they mm-hmm. kind of are, their, their goal is money. So that to be said, though, when you create an environment of safety, mm. this this novelty that a child wants, they want the novelty is really wanting adventure. Mm. They're wanting to be outside. They're wanting to go on a trip. They're wanting to explore new things. They're wanting to learn new stuff. They're wanting to learn how to draw, art, play. How many kids start something and then stop and start something else and start? Yeah. And you're like, would you just stick with one thing? 
It's literally not how they're wired. They're like, well, I got bored of that. So now I want to do this. Well, now I want drums. No, now I want guitar. Now I want trumpet. Now I want soccer. You know, that's how their brain's wired. Well, on these online platforms, it's like YouTube or Instagram. It's the illusion of novelty. The reason scrolling is so stimulating, what's next? What's around the corner? What's the next adventure I'm going to go in? And then that, for lack of a better word, that that titillating effect of your first sexual experience that sadly is online. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a, a boy or girl holding hands. It's this, it's this false connection. And, and one of the first things you asked me was, why are they so vulnerable? Like what makes them want this? The number one reason all of us are vulnerable to any level of abuse at all is because we want to be loved and accepted. Yes, yes. So if we can look at our children as wanting to just be loved and accepted and we rec- and they and we can love them and accept them as parents, which is hard sometimes. I don't want to make this sound easy. This is not like a three-step program, y'all. It's every day. <laughs> like putting the phone down yourself. You guys, I struggle with that. Like I had to get a different phone cuz I struggled with it. Mm. And and I just said Buddy, let me look you in the eyes. I'm sorry. You've got mom's undivided attention. What is even 20 minutes a day? Dinner time with all the kids. Whatever you can do to just, they feel loved. They feel accepted. So that if they were to do what this boy did, make a mistake. They're going to make mistakes. They're kids. He was going for that, you know, what's around the corner. He was going for that novelty, that risk-taking. They're natural risk-takers. And these these predators know that. And they they push it and push it and push it and push it. And it's thrilling. It's exciting. It's like jumping out of an airplane. They're like so excited mm-hmm. about it. And then boom, they've they've been captured. But they he did have a mom and dad that unconditionally loved him. And he was able to come and even in his embarrassment, even in his self-shame, he was able to say, please help me. I'm so sorry I did this, but I'm in over my head and I don't know what's going on. And I said, well done. And, I, and I'm and i tearing up even now. But when mm-hmm. I talked to her, I was tearing up and I just said, well done, mom. Well done, dad. Mm-hmm. Because this is why kids are so vulnerable. They're, they are scared of you, not because you've done that on purpose. I need mm-hmm. you to hear me, you guys. It's not intentional. But parenting's hard. Yeah. And it's hard to express how much we love our kids. And sometimes that expression of love comes out through fear or through control because we want to just like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid they'll push me away. So I'll just give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Or, oh gosh, I'm just so afraid they're not going to love me. So I'll do this. Or I'm so afraid they're going to get hurt. I'll tighten these reins so darn tight that they can't wait to get away from this grip. Mm-hmm. When really they just need to look in your eyes. Even if they're 16, I make my 16 look at me sometimes. I go, buddy, I'm looking at you. And I eventually make him laugh. And I'm like, super awkward. We're doing it though. We're doing it. I'm doing it even though you're uncomfortable. And he'll start to laugh. And I'm like, I love you. Because he's the type of kid that's the oldest. He's responsible. He's going to do all what's right. And if he were to make a mistake, he would be the type of kid that would try to handle it on his own. Mm. I don't want to tell mom and dad till I fix this. I don't want them to know till I fix. I don't want them disappointed. I'm not going to, and they say, this isn't about being disappointed. People lie to you. That's not your fault. Right? So there's so much to chew on, but, but I, I know our time isn't long, but we, I do offer a class, which, which is free. Yes. yes. And, and I'm making more resources all the time. We're putting so much stuff on YouTube in the next six months. Mm. I make 
something about, you know, unbreaking the brain, like what in our homes that has nothing to do yet with sexual exploitation, nothing to do with human trafficking. They're not in a good way. They're not there yet. But how can we make their, the culture we set up in our homes, Mm. keeping their brain, their developmental brains safe? Because what we don't realize is by letting them be on screens too much, by letting them game, by letting them unintentionally be addicts. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. We are damaging their brain and that damage is making their decision-making. Look, none of us are good decision-makers at 12, 13, 14. I mean, we aren't like, you know what I should do? (laughs) And then the best idea ever comes out of our mouth. You know, it's more like, what are you thinking? But add that not greatest decision-making sometimes to a brain that isn't firing on all cylinders because we don't know that our culture is creating a, a generation of brain damaged kids. This is absolutely statistical proven. Yeah. And, but it's 100% preventable, 100% preventable. And as I'm training these experts on how to recognize vulnerable kids, everybody says, well, what makes a child so vulnerable? Mm. Number one, they're a kid. Number two, they want love and acceptance, right? Number three, they're lonely, but also, it was always anxiety, depression, this, which is an epidemic right now. It's it's a culturally caused epidemic. And then I just started saying, well, what makes them so depressed? Well, what makes them, if so many kids are anxious and so many kids are sad, mm. so many kids are this or that, how the heck did we get here? And I started doing more and more research with experts. And that's where this training is coming from. Is how did we get here? And how can we get out of this place? Because this is, again, my faith coming through. Mm. This generation is meant for greatness. Mm. Some, they are in a time in history that has the most creativity, the most technologically, uh, technologically advanced to solve poverty, to solve water problems, to solve famine, to solve um, all of these things. But we are handicapping them. We are unintentionally not. And when I say we, I say our culture. I don't mean you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This culture is locking them in their own prison cell and, and keeping them there. And I believe it's a, this is again, I know that some of us aren't of faith, but I believe it's a spiritual thing. Mm, Potential absolutely. this generation has to change the world for the good is being, is being robbed from them yeah. be, out of, out of innocence and ignorance and well-meaning parents even. And I was a latchkey kid. My mom worked all the time. My dad wasn't around me for many years of my life. I have empathy, empathy, empathy for the busy parent or the single parent. So this is not a shame game. This is not something we don't train people to do something we wouldn't do ourselves. And we certainly don't. We do not wag our fingers at people. It's more of an awakening. Mm. Like I didn't, we now we're seeing it. How do we fix it? We didn't mean to be here. This wasn't the trip we thought we were on when we pulled this map out. <laughs> we have GPS has sent us on a wild ride. And now we're in a location we don't want to be. Let's figure this out. And and it's been lovely meeting so many experts willing to get in front of my camera because that's what I am. I'm a media producer. I've learned a ton over 10 years because you want to be informed when you're interviewing someone. You want to know what you're asking. Of and course, of course. You know, you do so a when you're bringing this information to parents, you want to be sure what you're talking about. Yes. And again, with an open uh, an open hand of empathy and saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, this isn't this doesn't make your mom a bad mom or a bad dad. You did your motivation was loving, but the results are unfortunate. Let's fix it mm-hmm. <laughs> as a team." <laughs> team 
you know, I don't even know the name of this generation my kids are in. I'm like, I don't know what generation you are. Zed, Zed something to the first power. But, but none of us want our kids further behind than we mm-hmm. are. They, we want them further down the road. And, and, uh, and, and this is the first generation that is scheduled to die before their parents. Ah. Because it's absolutely true. Because of the lifestyle of how, how they treat their bodies, mm-hmm. how, what, they, what we feed them, uh, the, the, the addictions we're introducing them. This is the first time in history where they will not outlive their parents' ages. Mm. And that is not okay. Yeah. And uh and nobody listening to this podcast thinks that's okay. This is the you are my people. We mm. all we all want better, but uh my job is also to not overwhelm people. Uh, this is no shame and no big long 85 list to-do list. Uh it's meant to be uh just a wake-up call, what you should look for and and some easy things to keep your kids safe. Cause I've never met a parent that doesn't, isn't trying to love their child. Well, it's just, we don't all have the right tools yet and we all need someone else. You know, I tell people, if you wanted to build a house and all you had was a screwdriver, yeah. what kind of house are we going to build? We have to recognize we have limited tools and it's okay. We just need to borrow or, or get a tool from someone else. And that doesn't make us bad. It just, it just make, means we, we're just gathering the right tools. And that's, that's where we're all at. I have like a million and one questions. <laughs> we invite you over for part two of this conversation. Absolutely. I have, you're just so kind. You're empathetic. You're so knowledgeable. You have such a wealth of information. And it's just in a way that as a parent, you don't, you just want to love your child harder. Like mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're creating a hub. Where can people find you? Because I know there's still so many questions maybe parents have how do I know if my son my daughter is being groomed you know I was going to talk about that but I'm going to have you back (laughs) where can we find you though so if you go to Mm americaunchained.org we actually have a lot of free downloads those are growing Mm -hmm. Um, we are kind of as a small little organization, sometimes we have to put our energy into one thing and then revisit something else. So we're, we're, we are working on trying to get monthly content out on YouTube that will eventually become weekly content. And then again, americaunchained.org, if you go to learn, there's mm-hmm. free downloads. There's actually a grooming, um, a, a download, I believe it's just called a grooming guide. This is just a very simple five-page guide for parents and professionals to be aware of signs that your child may be being groomed online. Uh, they're act with with their, maybe some things they're doing uh, if they're or if they're getting weird stuff in the mail. You're not sure what it is. It's really just a, a to give comfort to parents to go okay these are some signs I'm recognizing now that I'm reading this list and then a general safeguard. Um, And then if you want to reach me, my name is charity, C-H-A-R-I-T-Y at -hmm. americaunchained.org. Anybody can reach out with questions. I get to those as soon as I can. And in addition to that, we do have a free online grooming class. I know I sent that. So if ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening below should be the link to that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you go again to americanchain.org, it's the online grooming class. Mm -hmm. And the passcode is screens in kids, the name of this podcast. Thank you. Um, And it's free. And I want people to take it and share it. I don't care if you plast it on Instagram, uh, Facebook, the more people, the better. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited when I see five people took the class, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not. Uh, there again, there's free voices, uh, free voices, free resources on our YouTube channel, the American Chain Project, as well. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'll take the course. Thank you so much for offering that. Oh, absolutely. And for professionals, medical professionals and teachers, our teachers course is now live on Teachable. If people reach out to me, just uh, write me, charity at americaunchain.org. I'll make sure to give you a discount to those courses as well. We have a very simple one for medical professionals. It's simple, but it's saturated. Uh, And that one's actually free. Just just text me and and they can get that. And the only reason I ask them to write me or text me, guys, is um is is just it, it has to be in context mm-hmm. and it's none of the information is inappropriate or edgy. I am really good at not going um dark. I'm a person of 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 hope and encouragement. Mm-hmm. But we do have to discuss clinically the reality of the clinic. And I prefer people who aren't in medical to to not take that course because it can feel jarring to the uneducated ear of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But clinical folks, they just roll with it because they've heard these terms. They're aware of what I'm talking about, but I'm happy to give other resources. If you were to say, gosh, I'm not a medical professional, but I do X, Y, and Z as a profession. I'll do my best to get you resources. It's just those two. I like to know, you know, what is it you do? And they're like, oh, I'm a nurse practitioner. I'm a nurse. I'm a, you know, whatever. My husband's a physician assistant. So, um, and I'm happy to give those out for free. It's just to guard hearts and minds. I want to be honest. This is a very dark subject if you let it, if you do a deep dive and go down the wrong rabbit hole, and I try to keep people out of the wrong rabbit hole because it can be all consuming. It can it can instill too much fear in your yeah. life because mm-hmm. our kids are protectable. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be, we're parent. We worry about them anyway. Like we want to instead of being worried, we need to just arm ourselves with what we know works. So that's kind of where I'm at. <sighs> I'm just (laughs) charity. It's been a delight. It's been such fun, so much to unpack. But I just want to thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for going to the trenches. I call them the digital trenches. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are in battle for them, and it's not in vain. It will not be in vain, even if one child is spared. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I say. Even with this, absolutely, we can just have rescue one childhood. You've done a good deed. So thank you. Exciting. 